Oh, hi, everybody. It's Rob Case. Welcome to Football in General. And uh, Trevor Cobb. I did it again, man. Ready to get started? I, I left you out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I left you out. I'm also with uh, Football in General. Yeah, yeah, right. He's my co-host. Don't worry about him. He'll just be in the background the whole time. Trevor, what's going on, man? Otherwise. Oh, you know, uh, another exciting week. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty awesome slate of games we have to talk to you about this week, but... Uh, we also need to jump into uh, something that's a little less fun to discuss, and that is former Las Vegas Raiders head coach. Uh, shit, I forgot his name. John Chuck Gruden. John Gruden. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Of course. Um, of course. Boy, what a train wreck. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's kind of putting it lightly. Uh, train wreck would be like, you know, if we were comparing this to, uh, I don't know, a line at a. At a buffet in the South, you know, I mean, this is, <laughs> this is much worse than a train wreck, you know, uh, we're talking like an absolute like stall and then several trains piling on top of one another. Um, couldn't have been, couldn't have looked worse through this. John Gruden couldn't have looked worse through this. So in case nobody, you had your head on a rock, you're not watching football, you're not listening to ESPN, or you just don't happen to be, have any sort of uh, hookup to the internet. Um, John Gruden, former head coach, as Trevor mentioned, Las Vegas Raiders, um, stepped down early uh, yesterday. Um, uh, actually, it was Monday. I'm sorry, Monday. His resignation was was finally sealed um, after some 2011 emails were exposed, um, where he said some pretty disparaging things about uh, the NFL Players Union head Demoris Smith, and uh, among other things, just some racist and in general misogynistic things um, that wouldn't make anybody look good, uh, even Donald Trump. So, uh, you know, I'm not really sure, yeah, how this whole thing got leaked and what happened. I'm, you know, it's kind of hard to say. I guess you would have to do more research. But, I mean, he came out and said on Sunday after the game that he's pretty much done talking about it, um, even though we all knew that wasn't going to be the case. <laughs> so uh, what, do we, what do you think about this? So what, is this, what kind of impact this is going to have on the Raiders season? I mean, if there is one left. To be honest, right. So it's 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 really it's really not great if you're a, if you're a Raiders fan. Um, certainly got a lot of evaluating to do if you consider yourself a John Gruden fan, and I know there's a lot of them out there. Um, so uh, so I'm sure a lot of uh, you know Raiders Nation is still reeling from this. Uh, but the way I understand the timeline is uh, this this was already news last Friday and a lot of the uh Raiders players uh were surprised that he was still the coach on Sunday um so in terms of uh you know last week to this coming week I think it's it's a positive that that he was you know that he resigned on Monday and that locker room can start uh, moving past it this week instead of, you know, playing a game for a guy that a lot of them had uh, serious misgivings about playing for last week. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, there's a real opportunity there for the players to, you know, go out there and, and, and play for each other instead of what most squads do, which is, is playing for their coach. Um but uh, it's a real tricky situation, and uh, you know, locker rooms are very diverse places. 
And so there's going to be a, I, I would think there's going to be a wide range of, of reactions to, to the news about their coach. Um, but like I said, I think it's, it's the best thing possible that he is not there this week and they can just, you know, try to move forward as a team. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better. Uh, you know, it, it, it does come um, at the behest of uh, Roger Goodell investigating over 650,000 emails that are found, uh, I think, over the last summer. So they must have known about this for a bit. Um, you know, but it happened to just come out in October. I, you know, I can't help but think there's something something there. But nonetheless, um, you know, I, I guess if you knew about it, I would have liked to see him get dismissed quicker. Or something just happened quicker, you know, rather than just getting leaked. I guess that's kind of my, my quarrel with the whole situation. You know, rather yeah, than go through and, a quarter of the season and kind of th- then it comes out, I, you know, why can't we just uh, right. just spend them something? I don't know. And, uh, you know, I have – this is a, a, a topic that I've researched uh, in depth at all. It, it's certainly not a fun one to delve further into. Totally. Um, but uh, I think as the weeks go by, we'll probably find out more uh, about how much – the NFL and Roger Goodell knew and when and and you know why do they say they waited till now or yeah. you know maybe we will find out how it was leaked um, and it's it's unfortunate that it had to be leaked uh, you know if this was something that was known uh, it could have been corrected you know during the preseason or even sooner right um, because it, it's it's really a terrible time of the season to have to regroup like this yeah yeah and honestly the right call was made <laughs> you know uh forced resignation forced resignation and no longer coaching the raiders man you don't need that kind of clout on a team like that i think they got enough controversy as it is at times um and this certainly is much more than they would ever bargain for uh however um you know quick just get rid of them get rid of them quick you know <laughs> could could have made a better call because at, at the end of the day, it's it's about salvaging um, the, the reputation for the team, getting the players back on board, and moving on from a guy who clearly uh, has doesn't have a lot of respect for a lot of people in the league. You know, so right. Anywho, um, thought we'd just touch base on that, and so we're going to move right to week six. <laughs> we're, yes, we're just going to move right on football. <laughs> yeah, and and so folks, we're changing it up a little bit here. Trevor's going to call games. I'm going to give you some fantasy football color, but I'm still going to introduce the games, of course. And with that being said, we're going to jump right into it. We're start, excuse me, starting off uh, Saturday, uh, Sunday morning. I wish it was Saturday. Sunday morning. Well, Miami and the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing in London. Uh, three and a half point favorite for Miami over under 47. Um, to all our listeners out there that love games in London, I hope you like the n- <laughs> another oh my <laughs> pickle juice of a game here. <laughs> oh, so uh, this, here, uh, here this is. is another London game, if you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, one and four against zero and five. Um, wow, yeah. So I mean these these games are are a little tough to predict. Uh, Mostly for the reason I mentioned last time, and that's a, you know a big factor here is which team is going to travel well. Um, both of these teams are traveling from Florida, so there's no real difference in terms of jet lag. Uh, the uh, 
the Dolphins are the obvious favorite here, but the Jaguars are pretty much London's home team. Uh, I think they've played more London games than any other team in the league. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if they have a little bit of a home field advantage there. Um, that being said, I'm still taking the Dolphins to win. Uh, I just think that it will be a close one, and I, I think that the Jaguars will cover the three and a half. I think this is a three points or less type of game. Um, Over-under is 47. I'm taking the under on this one. Hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a stink, stink fest of a game. Um, yeah, I, I still think the <laughs> Dolphins' defense is good, uh, and I still think the Dolphins struggle to put up big points. So I think this will be an under. Yeah, yeah, and you know I could honestly see Trevor Lawrence having a good day here. So if you're looking at him in terms of fantasy, you could look, you need to pick him up as a free agent because you lost Russell Wilson. I'm not mentioning anybody in this podcast. Somebody that lost Russell Wilson has cried about it for several days. It's not me. Um, but once again, this football podcast is therapy for, for your boy here. So, um, I, I, yeah, obviously Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tunga Bailoa is, Tua Tunga Bailoa is back. Boy, that's a tough one. Um, so I'll, <laughs> I know everybody lost sleep because you didn't play. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he's just a fragile guy that could get injured again, to be honest with you. Uh, but nonetheless, probably get you a good 18, 19 points. And he's a free agent. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like anybody playing receiver on the Miami Dolphins. And uh, for the Jaguars, uh, good running game, man. They're going to run James Robinson a lot and expect him to get some carries. Uh, Carlos Hyde. And uh, that's 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 the London game. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tally-o. Uh, we, we skipped right over the Thursday night game for no intention other than we just need to talk about London first. Uh, yes, yes, we we skipped over the we Thursday did. night game, didn't we? Did. We? we did. Um, <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, Tampa Bay at Philly. Tampa Bay, um, boy, they looked great last week. Brady threw five touchdowns. So, man, we could really use them in New England right now. But none of us are crying about that. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a really great game. Um, Seven-point favorite, 52.5 over-under. Go ahead, my friend. Yeah, so I, I think uh, – you know, some people might see what I see, which is this is this is kind of a you know kind of a sleeper revenge game. This is Tom Brady against what I think the Eagles were the last team to beat him in the Super Bowl. The Philly Special, buddy. You know, it's yeah, it's number so, f- number eight uh, on the menu so, downtown, and uh, fortunately, a play that happened in the Super Bowl that all cost us a lot of sleep for years. <laughs> so, so I think uh, Tom Brady is going to be. Uh, He's going to be on one again this week. Um, I definitely like the Buccaneers. Uh, I think they beat the seven-point spread. Um, the way these teams are rolling, I'm going to take the over on the 52-and-a-half. That's a good prediction. I mean, you know, Philly is definitely capable of scoring points. I think Jalen Hurts, especially against this, like, really crummy Tampa Bay secondary, um, like him a lot. <laughs> I'm uh, not sure where you'd rank them in terms of like where you'd want to start them, but I'm into it. Um, and vice versa, Brady against any secondary, anybody. You can put 15 people working in the cafeteria against him. He probably still still throw a couple touchdowns. You know, don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. He's he's just played that well. Um, and so, um, you know, Antonio Brown's look great. I, I just don't think Philly really has the hogs to to cover anybody. And these Thursday night games have been sneaky, sneaky, uh, big big time scoring games. 
they, they really have this year. Um, so good call on the, on the over. You said over, right? Yes, yeah, I'm taking the over good, there. Good I think this goes for big points. Um, uh, Jalen Hurts is looking better each week. Uh, Tom Brady leads the league in passing yards. I, I think this is going to be an exciting Thursday night game. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, and then leaving you with one, one last one, nobody running. Don't start anybody running for Philly. <laughs> bad running. <laughs> no, they're just a bad running team. And against yeah. uh, Tampa Bay's up, I mean, their their defensive line is ridiculous. Via Vea, you know, I mean, that guy goes goes. He eats every day, man. Uh, I'm, you know, he's just a very impressive player. Of course, in Dominican yeah. Sue. So, um, well, a, a very intriguing game here. Uh, Kansas City two and three, two and three. Kansas City, and Mahomes has played. He's not played well. Let's put it like that. Uh, at Washington on the road, Kansas City's a six and a half point favorite, fifty five and a half over under. That seems wild. <laughs> that yeah, between Heineke what? and Mahomes. Uh, yeah, you tell tell me what's going on here. I I'm not sure. Um, are the Chiefs' defense really that? I mean, I know they're not any good, but uh, I I don't I so you know off the top of my head, I'm not taking the over on this one. I just don't see it going that that far. Um, I do think the Chiefs uh, take a step in the right direction with this game. I think Kansas City's going to win. Um, the six-and-a-half spread is tough because I, I don't think the Chiefs are going to dominate. I think uh, you can count on uh, uh, Andy Reid to... Uh, uh, kind of mix up the the game plan and the play calling uh, against a team like Washington. So I I, I just don't think this is going to be a high scoring game, but I do think Kansas City wins. I'm going to take Washington to cover the spread. I think it's a closer than seven point game, um, and I'm not taking that over. I'm taking the under. Daryl Williams covering for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Rostering 38% of leagues, folks. He's going to be the starting running back in Kansas City. So PPR leagues, snatch him. He's like kind of a must-add at this point. I, I'm not sure if I'd start him in a flex or like any sort of position, but like get him. <laughs> He's out there. And, and you can get him like DraftKings too, I think, for fairly cheap if you need like a fill-in. Um, I like Taylor Heineke in this game, man. Kansas City is so bad on defense. Like I don't have a metaphor for it, which I'm really good at. Everybody knows. but like they're they're historically bad and so Mahomes is like they're lucky to have him because they they probably wouldn't be they'd probably be winless right now if they had anybody else other than Mahomes um so Taylor Heineke Antonio Gibson coach got your Terry McLaurin's out there uh Ricky Seals Jones the tight end that's not owned in a lot of leagues so if you're looking at guys you know pick up for a spot start because once again Russell Wilson's out or you started Daniel Jones or you got a bye week you know, you're starting Jameis Winston for some odd reason. Yeah, Taylor Heineke, man. Only owned in 30% of leagues. ESPN or Yahoo. So, anywho. Uh, okay, we got Green Bay at Chicago. Uh, pretty interesting NFC North division matchup. Four and a half point favorite to Green Bay. Over under 44. This is a little closer than I thought. And you're an expert at NFC North there. What do we got here? I'm sorry, which one are we looking at? Sorry, Green Bay at Chicago. It's kind of an in- Chicago. Yeah, our sorry, little score list is a little weird. It's okay. ESPN kind of messed this yeah. one up this week. So yeah, a little out of order. Um, yeah. So this is uh this is a you know classic NFC North matchup. Um two of the oldest teams in the league. Um 
they might be the two teams that have been playing each other the longest in the uh, current NFL landscape. Um, but uh, going right into it, uh, Green Bay is an easy pick, even in Chicago, and, and Chicago is tougher at home. Um, but uh, I do like, you know, I don't like Green Bay, but I like them in this game. <laughs> uh, they're just they're on a roll right now. Everything's working for the Packers. Um, they they that that rough start to the season is is a distant memory at this point. Um, so uh, and you know surprisingly the the thing that is carrying this team the least is Aaron Rodgers, and you know that he's ready to when he needs to. Um, so that that's why I, I think the Packers are just in a really good place right now as a team. So I'm going to take Green Bay to win. I take him to beat the four-and-a-half-point spread. I think they win by at least a touchdown. Um, I am going to take the over on this one, 44 points. I think it goes for more than that. Yeah, you know, the only time Chicago played a team this year that had a legitimate offense was against L.A., and they lost 34-14. Granted, Justin Fields go. wasn't starting. I think they're going to be more conservative in terms of running the ball. So the guy named Khalil Hebert, get used to his name because while Dave Montgomery's out, he's only owned in about 15% of leagues. And he's probably going to get the bulk of carries, you know. Um, and so I like him a lot. I don't know when David Montgomery might be back. I have, I don't even know he's injured with uh, ankle, toe, um, possibly right femur. I, I have no idea. But nonetheless, um, you know, I, 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 I mean, it's, it's, at, it's at home. Um it's an early game. I, I don't know this. I don't have any insight here, but I feel like Chicago, it might be a little, um, might be close. I, I feel like they got a chance. They got a good, a really good secondary. Um, I think Green Bay's offensive lines played a little bit under, under the radar um, in terms of people overrating them. Um, I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I said it. <laughs> so, um, but I would start him in this game, at least to sort of get some points against a really tough Chicago defense who actually doesn't really give up, doesn't really score a lot to fantasy wise. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Justin Fields, 58% of leagues might want to stash him for a quick roster spot. Khalil Hebert already mentioned Dar- Darnell Mooney. I mean, the bears literally are dripping with guys who are like stashable roster guys, but not really worth starting week to week. Um, you got Green Bay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that was yeah, a lot of words. I, I think uh, Green Bay. Green okay. Bay is going to win by more than the spread. Um, I, I do think the Bears are improving, but uh, I just don't give them a chance in this game. Yeah, I think they'll early. make it an interesting game um, for our, for any of our uh, Bears fans that are listening. Like it's, it's definitely a you know a, a fun team to watch right now. Uh, if you can appreciate the 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 progress they're making Um, because this is a team that really is playing for next year at this point with, uh, with their uh, young quarterback and and the pieces in place. Um, So really you just want to see these players develop, no injuries, that sort of thing. Um, But uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's easy to take the Packers in this one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Playing for next year, two and oh at home. (laughs) <laughs> here we go here we go bears polis sausage let's go okay mm-hmm. cincinnati at uh detroit the old uh this is kind of like a big 10 game oh uh, i don't know how that even makes any <laughs> sense but, okay uh Hude is favored three and a half points over under 47 and a half pretty close game for detroit but they've been playing everybody pretty tight 
What's your opinion? Yeah, I mean, man, the Lions, they almost, almost snuck out a win against the Vikings last week. Um, the Bengals, they've, uh, they've been going to overtime a couple of times themselves, including against the Vikings. So, you know, a lot of things have me leaning towards this being a really well-matched uh, game. But I ju- I just don't think it's going to work out that way. I think that uh, I think that the Bengals have really figured out uh, a two-headed approach to the run game with uh, with Joe Mixon and Samaji Pirine, and uh, I really like the Bengals in this game. Um, I think Cincinnati wins. I think they beat the three and a half point spread. Um, that's a tough over under forty seven and a half. Um, and they're really good at making these over-unders hard. Uh, I'm going to take the over in this one. I do think that this gets a a little score happy in the second half, but, uh, I think Cincinnati comes away with this one. Yeah. Yeah. And and Jamar Chase, five touchdowns in in five games this year. (laughs) Right. So yeah, he had drop issues. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh man. Yeah. Good thing we made a real big deal out of that. (laughs) Yeah. No, we didn't talk about that at all. So. Um, Joe Mixon, um, he's going against the worst rush defense in the league, you know, and, and granted like Detroit's own five. So people like they get up on him and all they do is run the ball and, and they played uh, Minnesota last week and their backup running back, Alexander Madison had 130 yards. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Joe Mixon, like Samar J.P. Ryan. Um, yeah, like Jamar Chase for at least one big play and, uh, you know, sneaky, sneaky good game out of uh, Jared Goff here. I, I don't think Cincinnati's that great on defense, especially in the secondary. Uh, Green Bay, I mean, they've limited everybody to about 20 points, but have allowed a lot of yards. So, especially with Trevor Lawrence on, on Thursday night, uh, I could see this being really close, and Jared Goff could kind of go off a little bit. So, a little fantasy primer for you. Um, okay, Houston at Indy, 1-4 and four both. Ten point favorite the Houston. Oh, Indy! Whoa, holy crap! Ten point favorite the Indy. Yeah, over under forty three. I mean, so this one's a little easier to pick, at least in terms of the spread. That that's a ridiculous spread. Um, uh, I, I could be wrong, but I, I I think the Colts will win. I definitely take the Texans to cover a ten point spread. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know the, the Colts do have a good defense at least they had a good defense for most of the game monday night um but uh but eventually team score so i'm taking the over on this one i think i think this one goes over 43 i think it's going to start low um but the texans will find the end zone um so indianapolis wins at home uh texans cover the spread and taking the over Okay. Yeah. Good. Good call. Easy. Easy one this week, right for Indy. Um, makes sense why you'd want to start Carson Wentz. He's only rostering twenty six percent of leagues. Uh, Houston's eighteenth against quarterbacks in terms of fantasy points. And then he plays San Francisco, Tennessee, and the Jets, and then Jacksonville, and like a four out of five week span. So like, it's it, pretty good. Yeah. So if you lose Russell Wilson. Um, and you need a quarterback, Rob. <laughs> I hate to keep going here. I'm not but, crying. You're crying. Yeah, right. Who's crying? <laughs> Who put these onions here? Um, I think Car- Carson Wentz would be a good pickup. He's like pretty decent fantasy sleeper. 
So uh, T.Y. Hilton's coming back. So I like him as a start this week and in general. Of course, Marlon Mack's a nice nice pickup for this game. I think he might be traded, so maybe to Kansas City, maybe to New England. We'll see. Um, another guy that's only rostered in 16% of leagues. And, of course, possibly Davis Mills. Looked really good against New England. Kind of faded down, down the stretch there. But you might have something with him. You know, he's kind of something to keep an eye on, I would say. Um, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot, Houston, over the next few weeks. And maybe he gets something going. I'm not sure that happens, but uh, I hate to say I didn't tell you so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> And then uh, just in, one more ad maybe to keep an eye on this game. Um, Chris Moore, Houston Texans wide receiver, looked really good against Houston, uh, the New England against J.C. Jackson, Devin McCourty, who was who was shadowing him. Um, I'm sure he's not owned in less than five percent of leagues, and so definitely, and I keep an eye out defense for the Colts. Pick him up, might be a free agent. So, okay, uh, L.A. Rams at the New York Giants, four and one Rams, one and four Giants, nine half point favorite for the Rams, forty eight and a half over under. Boy, avoid oh boy, did I like the Giants last week. And they're <laughs> at 10-10, man. 10-10 at halftime, and they blew it. Only because Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and the rest of their team got hurt. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do we got here? <laughs> yeah, so we got here, Trev. All right, so Rams-Giants. Uh, man, it's uh, real easy to take the Rams in this one. They're they're absolutely rolling right now. Um, the, uh yeah. It's a nine and a half point spread. Definitely taking the Rams to cover it. Um, taking the over under on the 48 and a half. Um, just not a lot that the Giants have going going into this week. Uh, so uh, it's an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. And needless to say, you know, it, it, Daryl Henderson's an obvious start here. Pick up Kadarius Tony. Your boy Mike Lennon, a.k.a. Baldy. Um, <laughs> Uh, Devontae Booker, all these guys are going to be available in your league. And for, like, hardly anything in terms of roster and not a lot of competition, maybe for Devontae Booker, it's going to, get, going to be a guy who's going to get a lot of rushing yards, a lot of receiving yards, a lot of uh, premium targets for PPR leagues. So um, moving on to Minnesota at Carolina, 2-3, three, 3-2, three one-point favorite to Minnesota, over under 46. Um, why do I feel like Minnesota has a decent chance of losing this game? Because uh, it's just, you know, this is a really close one. Um, I, I hate to pick it this way, but I think the Panthers upset here. I think the Panthers are going to play good football at home. Um, and the, the Vikings have been in a lot of close games. Um, a lot of things working, some things not. Um, but... Without Dalvin Cook in this one, I think that's going to be the difference maker. And I think right. the Vikings, I think the Vikings fall to four and two on the road here. Yeah, you know, and honestly, uh, Carolina's coming off a couple losses in a row, but perfect bounce back game against a good team like Minnesota. And uh, Alexander Madison available in a lot of leagues, man. I, I would Stephon Gilmore coming back in this game in terms of a trade from Carolina to Carolina from New England. Justin Jefferson's an obvious. Um, he's going to get taken some hit in terms of production. Adam Thielen, because he's a slot, isn't necessarily that much of a risk, but I feel like Kirk Cousins, he's going to continue to kind of struggle here three weeks in a row for the poor guy. <laughs> so uh, just, yeah, Christian McCaffrey's back too. So, hallelujah. Yeah. 
for you Chris McCaffrey yep. owners out there. Yeah, I uh, I'm not looking forward to this one. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a good game. I think Minnesota is going to be competitive, like they've been in every game they've lost this year. Um, but uh, I, my money's on the Panthers in this one. Okay, moving on to L.A. Chargers at Baltimore Ravens, three point favorite for Baltimore, over under 52 for the game in general. Um, yeah, man, Lamar Jackson. Oh, just. The, he's the mac and cheese and the chicken tenders, buddy. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you what. So, uh, where what do we got here in this epic AFC showdown here? Yeah, I'm really excited about this game. Um, there's there's no predicting how how you know exciting this matchup would be at the beginning of the season. Um, the, both of these teams look like they could be in the Super Bowl at the end of the season. Um, I'm gonna take the Chargers in an upset here, uh, and the reason is I, you know, both of these offenses can absolutely roll, but I feel like the Ravens, you know, the the they just rely a little bit more on their quarterback showing you something you've never seen before. He's always just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he just did that, um, and, and I'm not saying Justin Herbert isn't really impressive but he's just a little bit uh safer style of play so i really like the chargers i like both offenses here i think i think it's it's a a a fantasy wonderland but uh in the end i think the chargers are going to come away with the win here yeah so i'm taking yeah taking the chargers to win so obviously an upset they'll beat the spread um and i'm taking the over on the 52 Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Um, yeah, this is going to be a fun game to watch. No question. Um, big, big start on the Austin Eckler's of the world and the Justin Herbert's and Lamar Jackson's. It's just going to be a slugfest, man. Even though, you know, LA's actually pretty decent on defense. Uh, Baltimore was, was exposed last week by, by Indianapolis. Um, Carson Wentz, I don't, he's really not that great. They really don't have a, a really solid team in terms of receivers. I mean, Pittman and, there's a few like Pascal, a few other guys who I like, but um, I, I could see LA really punt, pulling this one out here. Um, Baltimore is battle tested, but not enough for me to be convinced. Uh, and of course, Latavius Murray. I don't really like starting any of those guys in the run here. Um, their defensive line is just too good in LA. And um, big ups on Herbert, MVP candidate. So uh, Arizona, three and zero away from home, five and zero in general. Best, uh, the only undefeated team in the NFL. At Cleveland, three-point favorite for Cleveland, over under 49-and-a-half. Uh, the Colin Murray Show comes into Cleveland. Cleveland yeah, rocks. Yeah, this, uh, <laughs> this is the uh, showdown between two back-to-back, first-round, first-overall, Heisman Trophy-winning OU quarterbacks. Oh, um, so, it, you know, there's there's a lot to watch for in this game. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Um, I think the Cardinals are going to go deep into the postseason this year, but I think they take their first uh, first loss this week. Um, the Browns, you know, they're they're sitting at three and two, but man, their their running game is the best in the league right now. Um, uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, they're they're one of the best one two punches in the run game we've seen in years. Um, 
you know, to, to go off on a little fantasy tangent, I, I told a lot of our listeners when we had nothing better to talk about than, than your fantasy draft that if you pick up Nick Chubb with a long season, you, you've got to get Kareem Hunt as well. And that's exactly what I did. And I can tell you that for the last three weeks, I would have been better off starting them both. Mm. Uh, they both get a ton of volume, ton of yards. Um, they're the obvious red zone options. Um, so I think that in this game, you're going to see the Browns not so much outpace the Cardinals offense, but they're going to dominate time of possession, uh, which is the best way to, uh, to slow down Kyler Murray to keep him on the sideline. Um, I think, uh, I think with this one, I'm going to call a push on the spread. I think this is a game that Cleveland wins by a field goal. Um, whether that field goals comes at the end or sometime during the game, I think it's going to be a lot of scoring back and forth, but I like Cleveland to win this one by three points. I'm definitely taking the over on the 49 and a half. Yeah. And you know, and, and here's the thing with Cleveland throwing against the second worst rush defense in the NFL in Arizona. Um, you know, perfect, perfect situation for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And some of us aren't gluttonous fantasy owners like you, Trevor, who can who <laughs> have the hindsight to draft both running backs, okay? So give me a break here, all right? But with that being said, man, I mean, Kyler Murray's coming off a couple contests. He hasn't really scored a touchdown. He hasn't really been that productive. And so I'm a little skeptical against them playing Cleveland on the road. Perfect opportunity for Cleveland to win, honestly. And, and in terms of starts... No reason you couldn't you couldn't pick up David Njoku this week and expect some results. I mean, the guy is only rostered about fifteen percent of leagues, uh, fifth year in the league, but looks like he's starting to come around. <laughs> That's what happens with the U U tight ends. You know, the University of Miami tight ends take a little bit more time to develop. One reason or the other, <laughs> I'm not really sure why. But nonetheless, another guy you should really keep an eye on in this game is Rondell Moore. Uh, uh, sorry, twenty five percent of leagues he's rostered in. Fantastic rookie. They use him in so many different ways in Arizona between screens. And um, reverses, throws down the field. Kyler Murray loves him some some downfield pitch and catch, and that's exactly what he what Rondell Moore is there to do. He's going to be a little slot guy, a little like Wes Welkerish kind of guy. Um, yeah, and then Chase Edmonds, of course, John uh, James Conner will probably get some targets out of the backfield too. Cleveland doesn't have a really strong linebacking core um, in terms of who can cover guys out in the flat. So um, those are my starts. That's my ideas here for fantasy for you guys in this. Beautiful, beautiful game. 105, man, here on the here on the West Coast. Love it. Here's one I don't really want to talk about. Dallas at New England. Uh four and one Dallas, two and three New England. Wow. Who would have thought that would be the case a couple of years ago when Brady was playing in New England? God we miss him. Uh oh and three at home. Oh and three at home in New England. Great time of the year to watch a game in New England. Probably the best weather in the country. Um 125 star here on the West Coast. Three and a half point favorite Dallas. Over under 51. Trap game for Dallas. Must win for yeah, New England. I, must win for New England. Uh, I, I Unfortunately, I think they go to 0-4 at home after Ooh, this one. God. Uh, it is going to be a great day for football. Two great programs. But uh, the Cowboys are just... They've got everything working right now. Um Dak Prescott's playing amazing. Um, C.D. Lamb having an amazing second season. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is rolling right now. And I I know some of our fantasy listeners didn't like some of the things I had to say about him early in the year. And uh, I'm still not all in that he's going to be this guy all season. But right now, 
he's rolling. Uh, so I do like the Cowboys in this one. Uh, I think they do. Uh, man, the the three and a half these three and a half point spreads are tough. Um, I do like the Patriots to keep it competitive, so I think the Patriots are going to cover the spread. Um, but I'm taking the over on the 51 points, and I'm taking the Cowboys to win. Yeah, you know, and, and this is the game where like New England. Um, I mean, you know, they're going to have Belichick sort of conduct the scheme and sort of coach, have his his boy, literally his boy, it's his child, son, <laughs> Steve Belichick, sort of pitch in on the on the defensive scheme. Same thing with Gerard Mayo. So I I, I highly anticipate on them sort of letting the the Cowboys run, which every basically a lot of teams have done on New England this year with a lot of success outside of last week in Houston, who's a terrible, smelly team. But, um, you know, I, I could see Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard having big days. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, I, the receivers are going to get covered. Uh, but Dalton Schultz is going to have a big game. New England historically bad against tight ends in terms of how they're able to control their production. Uh, Dak Prescott, man, in New England, love to see it. Love to see it. Um, big bright lights for him. Won't be too bright. Um, Hunter Henry, uh, been really clicking with Mac Jones. Six catches, 75 yards. One touchdown last week. Could be an end zone threat. We'll see. Uh, Dallas is a pretty, uh, I would say, overrated defense, if you ask me uh, bluntly. And, um, yeah, two last guys, Ramondre Stevenson, Brandon Bolden, both rostered in 16% of leagues. Definitely worth taking, keeping an eye on for in terms of running backs. Damian Harris well, might be out with ribs. Don't know what that means. I mean, he's getting ribs or he has broken ribs. <laughs> no, I don't really know. <laughs> I need some ribs. Right, somebody give me some ribs. Yes. Okay, Vegas at Denver, 3-2, three 3-2. and two, three and two. Um, one team on the up, one team on the down for obvious reasons. Denver three and a half point favor over under 44. What do we anticipate here, Trevor? Big game for yeah, Denver. Yeah, so it's a, it's a big division matchup. It's an important game for both teams to win. Um, and as much as I, I feel terrible for what the, the Raiders are going through this week and, and, and as great as it would be for them to, to get a win, uh, with uh with whoever the interim coach is i don't know um but you know just playing for each other that'd be great and i don't think it's going to happen i think denver is going to play real tough football at home i think they're going to uh really move the ball on the ground this week um but uh you know, I, I think if the raiders can be competitive and i think they will that that that's still a uh, you know a, a game uh to put some distance between them and, and all this awfulness they've been going through. Um, but yeah, the, the Broncos, I think with Teddy Bridgewater back, um, I think, uh, I think the Broncos are due one here. I think they are going to, uh, beat the three and a half point spread. I'm going to take the over on the 44 point over. Yeah. And, uh, yep. yeah, I think the, I think the Broncos are, are, uh, coming away with this one. Yeah, love Teddy Bridgewater in this game. And honestly, if you're a Derek Carr owner, drop his ass, drop him. <laughs> like, like seriously. I mean, it's gonna. This is gonna adversely affect him. He doesn't really pass for touchdowns anyway. Um, I think last week he looked shell shocked against Chicago. He probably should have had a better game. I, I, I'm not a fan of Derek Carr at this point. I think he's definitely worth dropping. Josh Jacobs too. Don't start him here. Seriously, they're gonna get behind and have to throw the ball quite a bit. Um, Denver. Denver's going to be very conservative. They're going to run the ball. Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams going against a pretty bad rush defense, uh, although a nice front seven. Uh, nonetheless, I think Denver has a real chance of sort of pulling off some, some, some good fantasy numbers here for some guys. Tim Patrick, 
said Teddy Bridgewater's a nice conservative pick. If you lost Russell Wilson, um, RIP, that finger, I'm telling you. Um, so, you know, I'm a big fan here of, of all those players and everybody I've mentioned, Tim Patrick, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, all within roster amount. I mean, honestly, they're, they're easily picked up if you need some, some spot starts here and there. So, um, and Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, I assume they're already rostered. <laughs> Denver defense is where it's sneaky look here too. Seattle at, uh, Pittsburgh, five point favorite Pittsburgh, 42 and a half over under. Um, Yeah. No Russell Wilson. Did I already mention that? No Russell <laughs> Wilson. Nobody's mad about that. Um, Geno Smith, the Geno, the Geninator is back. Ben Roethlisberger still looks like a polar bear. What do we got here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This is, uh, this game is more interesting than it would seem at first. Um, I, I thought Geno Smith looked really good finishing the game last week. Um, I don't think he's going to be good enough to get this win on the road. I'm I'm definitely taking Pittsburgh to win. Uh, I think they win by a touchdown, so I think Pittsburgh is going to beat the spread. Although I think the Seahawks, uh, I think Geno Smith, I think he's going to keep him in this game, which is why it's going to be uh, you know a fun one to watch. But uh, by the end, I, I think the Steelers are going to pull ahead. Uh, I think the da- game does go for over the 42 and a half over. So so there you go. I'm taking the Steelers to win, to beat the spread, and I'm taking the over. Yeah, you know, I expect some drop-off for Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, however. Um, Tyler Lockett's still a good down-the-field receiver, and if you sign anything from DK Metcalf, I mean, he, he burned Jalen Ramsey quite a few times, even with J- Geno Smith. So I still expect them to get really good production, but a little bit less. Um, Chris Carson, with that neck injury, might be playing. Not really sure. So Alex Collins might be the start here. Geno Smith, Alex Collins are free agents, man. Ben Roethlisberger's free agent, and he's going against the 32nd worst defense in the league out of 32 teams. <laughs> so expect Deontay Johnson, Lil Najee Harris here and there, uh, Pat Fryermuth. Um, I just like I, I like Pittsburgh. I think this is a pretty good matchup for them to kind of the, the hit three and three and be even keel for the for uh, the for week seven. So okay, our last game of the week here: Buffalo at Tennessee, four and one. Buffalo three and two. Tennessee five and a half point favorite to Buffalo over under fifty four. Why do I feel like Derrick Henry? might have an impact on this game. Doesn't he always, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I mean, I, I feel like if you're going against a really good team, you really need to have a really good running game. They keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands and hopefully control the clock and kind of wear down the defense, number one defense in the NFL, by the way. What do we think here? Sorry. Yeah, I think I think the Titans this far into the season, they're a bit of a head-scratcher because, I mean, they, they are Derrick Henry and not much else. And, and going into the season, uh, we thought that they might be one of the most dominant offenses in the league with, you know, bringing in Julio Jones and, um, you know, they've got uh, uh, Brown and uh, Tannehill was looking better, but it really is just the Derrick Henry show for the Titans right now. And it's not going to be enough to win at home. Um, I'm definitely taking the bills to win. I think the bills win by a touchdown, maybe more. Uh, So I think they beat that spread. Um, I am going to take the over, uh, because I do think the Titans are going to put up some points on the bills. Um, but I, I, yeah, I just don't think they have a chance in this game. Buffalo, Buffalo by a mile. Yeah. You know, and, and it's ironic because it's literally like the best fantasy quarterback versus the best fantasy running back. <laughs> um, 
Buffalo's undersized defense, though. A lot of those guys don't. They're they're fairly small. Um, they're just really fast, really very athletic. So uh, Derrick Henry might have a really good day. Josh Allen, of course, will probably be decent. Stephon Diggs is a good start. Tennessee's terrible on defense. Terrible, absolutely terrible. And so I wouldn't be surprised. Just terrible. If, just terrible. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Buffalo has a good day in like many different aspects. Of course, your boy Dawson Knox, second best ranked tight end in fantasy, probably for agent in most leagues, which is crazy to say. Um, no, it has been incredible. I'm glad you brought him up. Yeah. Uh, I picked up Knox today. Um, if he's available in your league and you're not happy with your tight end, who is, um, I'd jump on it. Uh, he's had five touchdowns in the last four weeks. Uh, and, and, you know, just to, to piggyback on that statistic, the Bills haven't won a game where he didn't catch a touchdown. Um, you know, which is week one. Um, so I I feel like tight end is a difficult one to figure out. You're always rolling the dice at that position. Uh, so when you see a trend like that and they're available, snatch them up. Yeah. I did this week. I'm excited to add them to my roster. Uh, another uh, <laughs> another version of Fantasy Gluttony presented by Trevor Kaufman. <laughs> um, yeah, hey, and my, my team needs it. Okay. <laughs> All right, sorry. Yeah. Like the rest of us don't need uh, wins or money. Um, hey, so hey, the rest of us might not have had their asses kicked in fantasy by their mother this week. Okay, <laughs> oh. uh, longtime listener Susan Koppel. Oh God! Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you for listening, Susan. By the way, we love you out here. Um, yeah, and uh, definitely a worth pickup. Sorry, Dawson Knox. Going back to the original point. Um, really like that that pickup of him. And in general, tight ends have been sort of disappointing. So it's nice to get one that's kind of going off here. No Tony Gonzalez is out there anymore. So um, that's it for week six. That's it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to add a couple more here. Uh, Mike Gusecki, Devontae Parker, both starts, in my opinion, worth starting this week against Jacksonville. Um, and then I think that was it. Yeah, and Jalen Hurts is a must-start for me too. Um, he's coming around, <laughs> and he's been very good. Uh, I didn't mention him too much of him. Uh, so with that being said, Trevor, uh, enjoyed talking about week six. We're looking forward to week seven as always. And, um, you can find us at football in general, all the major, uh, uh, sorry, all the, it's getting late here in Arizona, folks, it, all, all the major, uh, social media platforms, Instagram, it's at football in general and all of them, Twitter, all the stuff, not Facebook because we don't have a picture of us on there. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, Bobby Law on Instagram, Trevor, you're at Trev Dude on Instagram, correct? That's correct. Okay, and please like, leave us a follow, a like, a subscribe, a review. You can even call us fat, and we're slow, and possibly even mentally inept. However, just leave a five star. That's all I need. I don't need anything else, guys. <laughs> you love me. Look at me. I'm not begging you. I'm asking you, as a family, to help me out. <laughs> so, uh, nonetheless, we've we've enjoyed the talking about it again. You can find us on everything we just mentioned. We're out.